1: Hello everyone, welcome into another video here in my free agency series here on the Guilty as Charged podcast, YouTube channel, uh, and podcast services if you're listening to me on there as well. Uh, Last video, I think we talked about Kaiser White and the linebacker room specifically, right, um, and, and how that signing may be affected by many other factors. Today, I wanted to talk about the next sort of group of players as opposed to just one, uh, and that's the tight ends. So, when you look at the Chargers tight end room, obviously they have Jared, they signed Jared Cook to a one year deal last year after not being able to re sign Hunter Henry. Um, you also had Steven Anderson and Donald Parham. All three of those guys are going to be free agents. Now, let's get into what that specifically kind of means for this team because not all free agencies are created equal, uh, as you find out when you look at a source like Spot Track. So, This is uh, kind of the situation The Chargers signed Jared Cook to a one-year $4.5 million deal last year as sort of this stopgap tight end. He is an unrestricted free agent, so of course that means he can go anywhere he wants. Um, So who knows if he'll be back? We'll talk about his 2021 production in a second. Uh, Steven Anderson is also an unrestricted free agent, but would be pretty cheap to bring back, as you see over here, uh, with a salary just under $1 million. Uh, I don't think... uh, The question of whether or not he'll be back has more to do with how the Chargers want to structure their tight end room than money, which we'll talk about in a second. Donald Parham, uh, who unfortunately ended his 2022 season with the injury against the Chiefs, is an exclusive restricted free agent. So I want to talk a little bit about what that means, because I think Donald Parham kind of gets thrown in with these guys as being a free agent. But that's not really what it means. Donald Parham has fewer than three accrued seasons in the NFL, so the Chargers have his exclusive rights, as he came from you know back from the XFL basically, uh, and now he is an IRFA, which means that the Chargers can offer him a one-year deal at the league minimum, uh, which is I believe six hundred or seven hundred K, and he has to take it. Um, and then next year, I believe Donald Parham would be at that point an unrestricted free agent. So. What I think this really means is the two tight ends you can bank on being back with the Chargers are obviously Trey McKitty, who was drafted in 2021, and you have Donald Parham, who is an enterer for that I don't think the Chargers by any means want to give up on. Uh, and from what we've heard about his medical condition and injury, he does seem to be okay and, and ready to go once training camp does come and, and seem to be held out for more precautionary reasons after uh, you know the the severity of his injury and, and when it happened, right? So that really means that the Chargers two free agents are Jared Cook and Steven Anderson. I think we should talk about Jared Cook first. Uh, Jared Cook had an interesting year with the Chargers, right? Because you do have sort of some of these like clutch moments in games. I know some of you are vomiting in your mouth, but we'll talk about the problems in a second, right? The Raiders game, he converts that huge fourth and two is one of the best receivers on the team in that game. Uh, you look at the Philadelphia game where he played a pretty clutch role as well um, and had some success, right, in some of these games. Um, Houston was another one where they had a depleted receiving core and, and Jared Cook kind of had to carry some of the load there. Uh, and obviously he has one of the big catches in the Raiders game uh, that helped them out towards the end of the season. But, <laughs> and here comes the but, Donald uh, Donald Parham, sorry, Jared Cook also had a pretty severe drop problem. And this is something that I think people knew about Jared Cook coming into this deal, right? It was a very low risk deal for the Chargers one year, four and a half million, your stopgap tight end until we find our next guy after Hunter Henry, right? Um, That being said, it was still an issue. Uh, Jared Cook's drop percentage in 2021 was 12.7%. Uh, if you're wondering, that is the third highest percentage of his career behind his two uh, se- uh, two of his seasons with the Rams earlier on in his career. So, uh, I mean, that's not good, right? <laughs> There's no way you can spin it where that would be uh, good, right? It's only technically seven drops, but for the volume he was given, that is a lot, right? Seven, uh, seven drops on 79 targets means, you know, you're dropping more than... Uh, about one in every 10 right and so i think that is going to be a problem for the chargers to kind of reckon with in this free agency and i think they also knew this coming in right like you do have multiple you know several seasons over 10 percent drops for jared cook to say that this was kind of going to be a problem coming in but for the price that you were paying for jared cook it wasn't that bad right In, in that sense right in terms of the value Now, I do think the Chargers should move on from Jared Cook and and should find their tight end of the future, which we'll talk about that in in terms of the other free agents and draft picks that are available. Um, But another thing about Jared Cook is he was a really bad blocker this year, right? Um, And one of the reasons that the Chargers kind of did let Hunter Henry walk, so to speak, was um, he wasn't really a great blocker for them. He did get better in 2020 and 2021. But was not the most you know complete player if you were going to offer him a 13 14 million dollar a year deal. Um, Jared Cook, not any better as a blocker, as you see over here. Um, you have uh, his last two seasons with the Saints and the Chargers in the bottom four of his career when it comes to blocking numbers. So, uh, Jared Cook is a liability in that sense. Now, the Chargers. Have enough that if they wanted to bring Jared Cook back, they can make it work, right? Steven Anderson, obviously a good blocker. Trey McKitty, getting better as a blocker. And Donald Parham, I think, is, is a solid blocker for his size as well. So, technically, you can build the tight end room against a guy that's not uh, around a guy that's not a good blocker, I should say. But it also makes Jared Cook's utility in this offense, I think, a lot less than what it theoretically should be. So, I am kind of out on Jared Cook. We'll, we'll get back to a tweet I made in, in, in a minute here. But uh, I, I do think it's probably time for the Chargers to move on from Jared Cook after one year. And that was kind of always the deal going in anyway. I don't think anyone had any expectations that Jared Cook would be this tight end for multiple years for the Chargers. It was always kind of a one and done scenario to get through this period where they would not have a franchise tight end in Hunter Henry. Um, Steven Anderson of course, is the other free agent that I want to talk about in terms of his 2021 season, a friend of the pod who's joined us before. Uh, I really liked our interview with him. If you want to go back and watch that, but, uh, Steven Anderson was pretty unequivocally the best blocker tight end on the team. I think Trey McKitty started to come on towards the end of the year and got some more snaps, got some more responsibility, but, uh, Steven Anderson was very clearly the best blocker on the team, and it was very important because Jared Cook is your tight end one, and he's not a blocker, right? Then Donald Parham goes down, right, uh, later in the year here. So, Steven Anderson was pretty pivotal for this team. Um, I think whether or not he'll be back has more to do with what the team thinks of the aforementioned Trey McKitty. If they believe that Trey McKitty has enough to kind of develop and take that blocker role away it might make more sense from a roster standpoint to carry three tight ends as opposed to four um, and that's something we've talked about on the podcast right if you want to carry six wide receivers instead of four tight ends if you want to carry you know uh, an extra corner an extra edge player then that may have to come from the tight end room right which the chargers are already carrying four, like we've said before um, Trey McKitty did not receive any snaps, I think in the first half of the season, as you see here, but his snaps slowly started to increase as uh, tight end started to go down or, you know, guys had injuries. And also I think the team just wanted to see him out there and how he would do as a pass blocker, mainly was used as a run blocker, as you see here in terms of percentage. Um, so, you know, uh, I think it was a solid rookie year for Trey McKitty to kind of come along as a blocker. I think he does obviously have to develop more as a receiver, but he also had three guys ahead of him on the depth chart as a receiver, so hard to develop when you're kind of put in that situation as a pass catcher. Now, that is also one of the reasons why I think the Chargers could let Steven Anderson walk um, and and kind of promote Trey McKitty to a quasi-tight end three, tight end two, depending on what happens with the rest of the roster. And then, of course, I think one of the things we also have to talk about is Donald Parham. Uh, Donald Parham is, uh, you know, kind of was a beast this year, right? He he broke out and had his season and then the Kansas City game happens. Uh, and then unfortunately he hurts his neck uh, and it was kind of a, you know, just a disastrous injury to watch on live TV. And um, it was really disappointing because he was having a really great year and there's probably a world in which somebody like uh, or Donald Parham with the season he had could be viewed as a tight end one, tight end two next year, right? Um, but now they're kind of thrown into this uncertainty. I think they ultimately know Donald Parm is going to be back, but he also didn't finish the season quite the way they would have wanted to see, right? And and who knows kind of what condition he's going to be in the training camp and all those other things. So there's more variables up in the air when it comes to Parham. Uh, I do think he will ultimately back, be back uh, obviously the Chargers can offer him the league minimum and he basically has to come back uh and uh yeah no i, I think jared uh, donald Parm showed you a lot of signs of what you wanted to see going forward in his development um but it was very disappointing you know not his fault obviously but just from a chargers fan standpoint to not see him you know put the authoritative stamp on the the idea of being tight end one tight end two going forward, right? Um, because of how the season ended for him, unfortunately. Um, I do want to talk about free agents from other teams now, right? So I think you sort of get the idea. Jared Cook is a guy who is probably not going to be back, right? The Chargers viewed him as sort of this stopgap option. So they could be players for tight ends in the free agency field, or a tight end in the draft, in theory. And I think whether Steven Anderson is back has a lot to do with what they think of the guys they have on the roster behind him uh, in Donald Parham and in uh, Trey McKitty, right? If they think both of those guys are ready to take the next step, I think it kind of removes the utility of Steven Anderson because Donald Parham is obviously the pass catcher and then Trey McKitty is your uh, blocker type that would take over for uh, somebody like Steven Anderson. So these are the free agents that are available and I think it's a very interesting list. Obviously, Jared Cook is available um and you have a lot of guys here who are like over you know 29 30 right Zach Ertz probably has one more big contract left in him um although I think that's probably like a two or three year deal I don't think it would be like huge money to go get Zach Ertz uh given how things have went you know probably you're looking at like spot track says here eight mil a year something along those lines um, you know, Rob Gronkowski is is kind of an interesting one who obviously many people didn't think would become available uh, in a sense because, you know, he was always attached to Tom Brady at the hip. And now Tom Brady's retired. Um, I actually don't hate the idea of going and signing Gronk. I don't know if he wants to be back in Tampa Bay, but you can't get much better as far as like a stopgap tight end with what the Chargers need in terms of a blocker. And what they need is a pass catcher can not do a lot better than Rob Gronkowski for a year. And I kind of wouldn't hate that signing and I'm talking myself into it. Um, so there's that option, right? But I think the theme you get for these guys at the top, CJ Yuzama, unfortunately coming off of a, the injury he had in the AFC Championship game. So we'll see what kind of his market is like. But he's an unrestricted free agent as well, who is certainly almost due to for a pay bump based on the season that he had in Cincinnati. Um, and then you kind of get into a ga- guys that are younger and have some of more potential, right? So uh, David Njoku is a name that people have kept bringing up. Uh, he's projected, I believe, by PFF to get about 7.6 million. Why can't I find David Njoku? Uh, he's somewhere here. Give me one second. Okay, there he is. Uh, Dave and Joko, I believe, by PFF is projected to get 7.6 million per uh, year. Or sorry, not PFF spot track. Uh, he's projected to get about that much. So that kind of makes it an interesting. Sorry, 6.7 million. uh You have some of these tight ends that are, they compare to him, right? Tyler Higby, the aforementioned C.J. Uzama, Gerald Everett, like Jarwin, got some of these deals. um And the Browns probably aren't going to bring him back. I mean, they're going to run it back with Hooper, who they have on that four year uh, deal still. So, you know, I think if you want to go after David Njoku as a pass catcher, that's an interesting kind of signing and he wouldn't be super expensive. I think during the season there was like the possibility of like, well, you know, after the Chargers game uh, where he had that monster game, if he started to break out, then he could put himself into like that 10, 11 million territory, especially because he is so young in terms of average annual value, but didn't really end up planning out that way um (laughs) let's talk about uh, a tweet that got me in trouble uh mike gisicki is an interesting free agent from the miami dolphins he is probably in terms of his age because he is one of the younger tight ends on the market one of the youngest i should say Uh, he's heading for that second contract after his rookie deal uh and you see this 11 million average annual salary, but I think he's in a position to really be the top tight end of the class in terms of his financials, partially because of cap inflation, right? The cap is going to go be going up $28 million. Um, And uh, you know, you also have the idea of just his production in general, right? I think he had 780 yards this year, um, you know, put up that volume. So you look at Dallas Goddard's recent contract, he signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, And that was an average salary of about 14.3 million. Uh, And that is kind of what's projecting with the cap next year. You have some of these other deals as well, but the Goddard and Henry contracts are probably what you have to work on when looking at Mike Gasicki, which is why I think his market value is probably closer to 14 or 15 million than it is to 11 million. But um, (laughs) I got a lot of shit on Twitter when I said that I would rather have Jared Cook than Mike Gasicki because. Mike Gesicki, I think, is a much better pass catcher. Well, you know, commit way fewer drops. But Mike Gesicki also kind of has the same problem as a Jared Cook, which is bad blocker. And, you know, he's not really going to change that, right? He's only a receiving tight end. Now, the Chargers can bolster that around him, like we talked about with Trey McKitty, with Donald Parham, if they want to bring back Steven Anderson, right? But I just feel like the Chargers made this point to not overpay for Hunter Henry and then would go back the next year as sort of a reactive move and just be like, oh, well, now we have to overpay Mike Gesicki because he didn't overpay Hunter Henry. Uh, despite the fact that, you know, without the drops, I mean, Jared Cook probably would have had a pretty similar season in production to Hunter Henry. So uh, I feel like Gesicki is a very reactive move personally, um, especially because he doesn't provide that blocking utility, which I do think is a problem. Um, I feel like someone is going to overpay for him and ultimately outbid the Chargers if they were to actually go after him. Um, And I I think the Chargers have promising talent on the roster and guys like Parham and McKitty as well. And if you get a Gesicki, Gesicki is pretty clearly your tight end one based on what you would be paying him. So those guys don't really get to move up the roster either. So I think for a lot of reasons... I'm. I wouldn't say I'm fully out on Mike Kosicki. If you can get him for a decent price, then I don't think it's crazy. If you wanted to pay him ten or eleven million, and he would take it, that's fine. But I think his price tag is going to be closer to probably a three-year, forty-five million dollar deal, four years, sixty million dollar deal. And and the reason that I said I would rather have Jared Cook is that Jared Cook would probably take another one-year, four million dollar deal to be stopgap if the Chargers can't really find anyone else. Uh, Mike Gasicki's not taking one year, 4 million, right? Uh, so it's also about the contractual value in that as well. And I just feel like Gasicki just kind of smells like one of those free agents that's due for an overpay, um, particularly because he doesn't have that blocking utility either. Uh, so that's my piece on Mike Gasicki. I think me, Stephen and Tyler are kind of all in, you know, the same thought there when it comes to those guys uh, or when it comes to Gasicki specifically that it just, feels like an overpay especially when the chargers made the point with hunter henry that they weren't going to overpay for him and then oops we're gonna overpay for a tight end next year um so there's also other interesting guys that the chargers could go after as well right you have mo alley cox um who is going to be a free agent from the colts had a very good season despite having carson wentz as his quarterback uh so i always think (laughs) that's a good thing had to get my shot in at carson wentz there Uh, Gerald Everett is sort of another guy the chargers could look at in a Jared cook type vein, which is okay. Well, we're going to get this guy as a stopgap tight end. And you can look at these free agents as they kind of go down across the board. OJ Howard, what's his situation in Tampa Bay, right? That could be complicated by if the bucks want to bring Gronk back, um, or, you know, what they want to figure out to do there. So I think ultimately free agency is going to be a very interesting thing for this tight end group as a whole. Uh, you do have Jared Cook, who probably figures not to be back. I also did want to mention Frank Smith as a point there. Frank Smith was partially responsible for bringing him here anyway from their uh, combination in Vegas together that produced Jared Cook's Pro Bowl season when Frank Smith was tight ends coach over there. Um, and the loss of Frank Smith also does affect the tight end room as well because he was not only offensive line coach, but also run game coordinator. So which guys he'll want to have blocking and, and which guys you know he really kind of you know, propped up in that tight end room might not matter as much anymore. Um, So I think that'll be an interesting thing to watch as well uh, in terms of who the Chargers hire as their run game coordinator type, their offensive line coach. Uh, And that's, I mean, both of those titles, I think are very connected to who the tight end group is as a whole. Um, So, you know, I think that'll be kind of a very interesting thing to watch as well here. But ultimately, if I had to predict, Jared Cook probably won't be back I think Steven Anderson probably won't be back. Um, and then you're left with thinking through how to kind of build a tight end room around Donald Parham, around Trey McKitty. Um, and if they want to add a true tight end one in free agency, like a Gasiki or, you know, an, an Njoku, someone who can kind of play that role instantly, Ertz, Gronk are, are in that group as well, right? Do they just want to kind of throw a bunch of money at a tight end and just say, here, fix it? Or do they want to take the more pensive approach and try to like just start a competition on the roster to see who can become the best tight end that includes Donald Parham and those guys? Or do they want to go through the draft as well? So uh, that's my piece here on the tight ends. Let me know what you think about the Chargers free agency situation when it comes to the tight ends in the comments down below. And as always, Bolt Up, see you guys next time.